0: on today's show we back baby and the Dallas Mavericks are winners of two in a row we'll talk about that the Mavericks played some of the best defense we've seen all year
1: oh oh guess what day it is
0: tomorrow <laughs> I know it's the day before Dirk press conference today let's go talk about all that coming up on today's lunch and this is Locked on Mavericks
1: I don't believe you shouldn't be here.
0: And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager at the Locked On Podcast Network. Back from Florida, rural Ohio, wherever I went, I was gone for a long time. Back now. Thanks for making Lockdown Mavs your first listen every single day. Remember, Lockdown Mavs is free and available on all platforms including YouTube where you guys got us to 9,000 subs just just right after just right after the new year started. Uh, and joining me as always my co-host, writer, contributor at Mavs.com. The Dirk dude, the one more thinking, what you got for me, Isaac Harris? I just want to make it known. That we passed
1: 9K subs when you, mm. when you were gone.
0: While I was gone. Was it a coincidence? While, I don't yeah. know
1: that <laughs> a flood of subs came in.
0: We finally uh, got the push we needed. Everyone was like, dang, that guy's finally gone. I, I did get a few tweets. And
1: it was like, ha ha, you passed nine <laughs> when Nick was gone. I'm like, I mean.
0: Good morning, Isaac. <laughs> it's so good to have Nick
1: back. <laughs> oh.
0: Good, no good ins though. If you guys missed a couple of those episodes, Jake Kemp, I listened to that one today. It was incredible. Tim Cato, some good info, and then uh, Bobby Carola, our friend as well. Some good guests to uh, to check in on some bigger Mavs conversations. If you guys want to go check back into those episodes, uh, but yeah, we're gonna get into the Mavericks game tonight against the Denver Nuggets. I was able to be there in person. Love being back at Mavs games after that long road trip and then my own road trip. Mavs win one hundred and three to eighty nine against Jokic mm-hmm. and the uh, the Denver Nuggets. Gotta do some housekeeping though. <laughs> it seems like every single podcast yep. we're just starting with, all right, this is let's just do the let's just do the the talk. Chris Opposporzing has entered health and safety protocols. Right as soon as Luca comes back, he takes that game for rest against the Thunder. And then the next game, next day he is out with health and safety protocols. So he is gonna be out for a little bit. If everything goes well, he may only be out five days, though. So the way that the NBA has sort of changed these rules around now. And the CDC has changed the, you know, the recommended amount of days that you're supposed to be out to five now um, or quarantine to five now. It, it changes stuff for the Mavericks. And so if he's, you know, uh, asymptomatic or he tests negative, then everything should be fine in just a little while for him. So we'll give him a little bit of a break, I guess. But uh, Trey Burke also warmed up against the, you know, he was warmed up before the Denver Nuggets game. He should be back on Wednesday. Uh, everyone else, Willie Colley Stein, still not sure why he's out. Boban should still be out. Um, and Isaiah Thomas, I'm guessing, is, is still going to be out. But uh, that's sort of the update. Everyone else is, is kind of back now. It's just Porzingis, Boban, and Trey Burke. They're the ones that have been out that may still be out.
1: Yeah, the Porzingis one uh, obviously was a little bit of a surprise because you know he didn't play against OKC. It was for rest. Uh, so I think um, a lot of people out there just thought, okay, he's going to play on the second night of a back-to-back. And then, bam, we get that news. And I was sitting there, I was trying to pull this up before you finished talking because it feels like we haven't we haven't gotten like KP, Luca, and Brunson all well, three together.
0: Callie tweeted that, that that KP and Luca have only played 15 games together this year. I was like, man, that it just stands out as a number that I mean this we have not seen this full mapstein a lot at all this year.
1: Yeah. I was actually just trying to find like minutes of those three guys playing together because, you know, I think, you know, obviously Brunson has been one of the bigger storylines of the season for the Mavericks this year. And, you know, now over these past few games, you know, Brunson's been starting next to Luca, you know, Jason Kidd was asked about it after the OKC game about Brunson as a starter, Brunson off the bench. He was like, Hey, I, we got what we, you know, we've seen what he looks like off the bench. Now we want to see what he looks like as a starter next to Luka Doncic. So it looks like JB has that other starting spot locked in next to Luka moving forward. And now, so you're like, all right, JB's been playing well. Luka's back. Let's get, you know, Luka back and playing, you know, like normal. Well, KB's been playing well. Like, dang it. I, just, I want to see them all three playing together.
0: They have played together 13 games this season, just 96 minutes.
1: Just ninety six minutes. That's insane. Okay, that's
0: four- seven minutes a game too. That's they've not even tried that lineup very often when they did play.
1: So those three together have played ninety six minutes together on a basketball yeah. court. Okay, yeah, for yeah, reference, this year, for reference, the highest three man you know lineup for the Mavericks this year: Tim Hardaway, Dorian Finney Smith, Luka Doncic have played four hundred and twenty minutes together. <laughs> like, that gets such a big difference, and these are your three best players in you know Luka KP and Bronson.
0: Yeah, it's it, so hopefully at the end of this health and safety protocol stretch for Porzingis, he'll be back, and the Mavericks will go on this run because right now the um, the Western Conference is still wide open. I mean, we can do a Western Conference check if we want to in a little bit, but let's get into this Denver Nuggets game because I thought the Mavericks, um, they could have sort of you know rolled over at times in this game. It kept feeling like, all right, we're just waiting for the Nuggets to go on a run here. We're waiting for the Nuggets to go on a run here. They kept creeping back into this game, um, but the Mavericks ended up pulling one out in the fourth quarter. Jokic, Went off and did what he does 27 points, 16 boards, only three assists, though. They really held him in that, uh, the passing category because they were doubling him a lot. They were getting into him. They, uh, (laughs) the Mavs paid for it. Dorian Finney Smith and Luka were both in foul trouble in this game, but, uh, the doubling worked on, on Jokic to try and just at least impede his passes so they couldn't be exactly right on, right? That's what it, that's what it felt like the Mavericks did best against Jokic in this game.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, I think a lot of us, um, Was kind of scared seeing Dwight line up against Jokic. Uh, You know, Dwight has gotten torched by Jokic in the past, and I thought Dwight played him this
0: year. (laughs) The first like real bad (sighs) loss they took this year was like was against the Nuggets.
1: That's still in the past, Nick.
0: It was last year. It was it was last year. So last
1: year. (laughs) um, But anyway, (laughs) so I was I was a little worried, but I thought one, two things. Yes, they doubled well. I thought they had a very good defensive scheme uh for Jokic and for the for the Nuggets tonight. Even Dwight Powell was the guy who um was what would be called the headset game for, you know, it's not podium game because it's whoever gets the Bally Sports headset to talk to Mark and no, then after who, the game. what
0: did they used to give the de- the, the belt, the defensive the defensive player of the game belt?
1: Yeah, so this is pretty much the the Bally headset. And so Dwight <laughs> Dwight, you know, got it after the game. He was the guy who talked you know, to marking them on the broadcast. And he was asked about it and about just the game and defense. And he credited right at the top. He said, you know, they did a great job, the scout and the coaching staff of preparing us for the scheme and stuff. So I think it's a combination of how they, you know, the scheme to defend Jokic, but also I think Dwight deserves some credit because I didn't think Dwight did that bad tonight defending him.
0: Yeah, no, and let's be fair to this Nuggets team. I mean, their starters were Jokic, Aaron Gordon, Will Barton, and then Faka uh and Austin Rivers. And coming off the bench, Bones Highland played pretty well. Uh Davion Reed, uh uh Bull Bull had some had some moments, Jamichael Green. So, like this is not the full Nuggets team, and we know this. They, those it's guys not the full
1: out. Nuggets team, but it's not like they started Carly Jones out there. It's not like Wes they did play him, though is you know, is their starting <laughs> right. three. I,
0: Let's just let's just be fair to who was out there for the Nuggets, but the Mavericks did a good job with who was in front of them. And the Mavericks didn't have anybody. everybody. Uh, Porzingis obviously didn't play in this one. But, yeah, the Mavericks did a, a good job scheme-wise. They they schemed against Jokic. They uh, doubled him when they could. They tried to make other guys beat you. Like, all right, let's yeah. make Austin Rivers beat you. Okay, first play of the game, charge against Jalen Brunson. Okay, let's make uh, Compazzo beat you. Well, he can't really get around. <laughs> he can't really get through a lot of guys because he's smaller than most of the everybody else on the court. Let's make Aaron Gordon beat you. Okay. Well, he's going to get a couple of his dunks and he took out Dorian finney Smith in the first quarter of this game, but he had a couple of good turnaround jumpers, but he's not, he's not going to light him up. So it was make everybody else beat you. And they just, the nuggets just couldn't come up with it.
1: Yeah. um, Aaron Gordon had a good first quarter and I was like, dang, like he had that nice dunk in the lane, fell down, uh, wanted to foul, didn't get the foul, but Oh, well, that's uh, the story come,
0: of the Nuggets tonight. Wanted to get the foul, didn't get it.
1: Holy crap, dude. <laughs> I don't got mad about a it. ton of Nuggets games, but I mean, it felt like from the start, they were pissed. And it's like, did, I, I don't know. Did did you, did someone pee in your Cheerios this morning? <laughs> the whole team was just mad. And Compasso's the guy that, I respect him because I know he's like Salah. Shout out to this uh, Salah story, but uh, he's like the <laughs> Salah guy... Salah
0: measure. He used to be on the Mavs a while ago. Look him up.
1: Legend. He, yeah, so... Uh, but he's the guy that you're like, man, he's annoying to play against, but you're like, yeah, I know. If he was on my team, I'd be Luka, all done.
0: Luca tried to, to back him down four or five times in this game because he's like, oh, this guy's small. He's what? Like, not even six feet, so I'm just gonna back him down and back him down. It's a mismatch for me. It wasn't. Like... Composo did not back down. It did not like give way to Luca's post-ups, and so it was just enough. To, it gave the Nuggets just enough time to send a second helper over to to stop Luca. And so none of those post-ups from Luca on on Faku got like anywhere. Like they didn't go anywhere at all. So credit to him. But coming up, let's get into how this team played offensively because we're starting to see with Luca back now. Two games, we're starting to see a marriage of the ball movement we saw without Luca and the ISO heavy stuff we're, we've seen and. And come to know and, and love at times with with Luca. So let's get into that and how it's changing for the maps coming up. But before we do, let me tell you how to save some money. That's right. You guys need to save some money. We're coming to the end. Tax season is coming up. I don't know if you guys are like us, but we got to pay up some taxes a little bit here. So we need to save some money. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't want need or that you simply forgot about. It's this time of year where you're like, man, I can't remember, I signed into all these accounts and tried all these free trials of things because you were home, you're hanging out with family and somebody said, oh, I have this streaming thing that I really wanna watch or this movie or I wanna watch the Beatles get back or you know, something like that. And all of a sudden you're like, okay, well, I'll just do the free trial and then we can watch it. But then you forget about it. True Bill helps you remember those things and get rid of it. Truebill concierge is there to help you when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Don't fall for subscription scams anymore. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now. Check it out. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash NBA. All right, Isaac Harris. Let's get into this game again. The, the Dallas Mavericks get the win, one hundred and three to eighty nine. The Mavericks are now nineteen and eighteen on the season. They move up to sixth. And Kirk Henderson tweeted this out after the game. I thought was 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 big. Like this is a huge for the Mavericks. This win is not just a singular win in the win column. The Mavericks now have won the season series against the Denver Nuggets, and uh, that's very notable because that right now they are both uh, tied. And so if they finish tied, then the Mavericks should move up ahead of the the Nuggets. And that's a, that's a big deal.
1: Heck. Yeah. Yeah. It's huge. I mean, it's just hovering around this. I I was texting with somebody uh, during the, during the second quarter of this game. And we were talking about the all-star game and, I, I think maybe after you know after all the Dirk stuff goes down, we could talk about Porzingis all star chances, Luca, if he's going to be a starter, all this stuff. Why, why are you looking at me like that?
0: I thought you were about to say if Luca was, is going to be an all star.
1: <laughs> no, like if Luca is a <laughs> starter, Luca is a reserve, and because that right. was a conversation I was having with somebody, and I was like, honestly, like I still think Luca's is going to be a starter next to Steph, and yeah, just looking at his stats, he's just
0: going to get the fan vote.
1: Well, he's going to get the fan vote, but but also, I mean, right now he's averaging like 25, 8, and 8. If he just raises yeah. that like a point, you know, if he's averaging like 26, 27, 9, and 9, you know, but the biggest thing of this is where are they at in the standings? If right. they if they're in the top six or top five of the West, which I, you know as you were you know t- saying it a while ago, it's like they're still hovering around in this. If they go on a little run here, I mean, there's still plenty of games left before you know all-star voting's done. I think that they'll have the wins. I think they'll be in the standings, and I think he'll have that that spot in the starting.
0: Yeah, we can, we'll do a whole thing about KP. I think later, if the Mavs can go on a little bit of run, KP comes back, then then maybe we can talk about that. But. Oh yeah, the Mavericks get this win against the Denver Nuggets. It's big for a lot of different reasons. The Mavericks could be right there with the Nuggets late in the season, and that tiebreaker is definitely gonna matter for them later. But what have we seen from the Ma- what do we see from the Mavericks offense in this game? Because it wasn't the best offensive game we've seen for the Mavericks. I think they finished with what like a hundred and <laughs> it was not it was not good. A hundred and uh they finished with 110 offensive ratings. So not terrible. At the end, the fourth quarter of all those bombed threes at the end the mavs hit definitely boosted that. It was it was hovering around 103. Uh, points per 100 possessions for the whole game, so it wasn't the best offense we've seen from the Mavericks. But we're starting to see this style of the Mavs when Luca was out for all those games. You know, he was out for what ten games. The Mavs went five and five in those games, and we saw this style completely change for the Mavericks. I think you and Jake Kemp talked about it, where it just it it popped out so much, and we had all these little conversations that that are just the, this is what the Mavericks are, right? Why the isolation ball? Why does it look so much better when the ball is moving and the offense is fluid? Uh, all these different little conversations we've had about the Mavs. We had it in a two-week span because Luca was out. Well, now the Mavericks, how do they marry this isolation-heavy offense with Luca and Jalen Brunson and then also have the ball movement that was working really well when Luca was out? What did you see in this game that, that showed you they're trying to do both of those things?
1: Yeah, well, I still think we just need more of it. I, I think they're still trying to work out the kinks of it, of... You know, Luca is so used to running the the style, and you want the ball in Luca's hands. But they've been playing so well as late, and it's like this. We've talked about passing. You know, I, I think Jake, I think it was Jake who had the the passing stat about how many you know yeah. passes they averaged over that you know over those span of games and stuff. And I'd be curious on what you know what that number is after these two games with Luca back, but. I, I still think they're just working it out. I think this is a let's look at let's look what it looks like in two weeks. And I mean, they still won this game, but like you said, it's not like they you know, hey, they put up 130 points and the offense was firing on all cylinders or anything like that. It's this guy's got to make open shots. I mean, they they shot 37 percent from three tonight, and I mean, wow, well, they I,
0: hit like six in the fourth quarter that really boosted that number. They were they're really hovering around like 20, 23 from three the whole game until that those last like. Five minutes when Bullock hit two, Dwight hit one, and Luca hit that one at the end, but yeah.
1: Dwight, still. sharpshooter, sniper. The numbers are um, the numbers.
0: Can I give a shout-out to Reggie Bullock? Because oh, that,
1: <laughs> I have to apologize that you felt that he should have played more.
0: Yes, of course you can, Isaac Harris.
1: Reggie Bullock has been in uh, three games since he came back from health and safety protocols. All over the span of those three games. 9 of 17 from the 3 point line. It's 52 percent
0: mm. Would you say he was the hot man, the hot player? <laughs> hot player. I would say he's my hot player of the game.
1: Uh 4 of 8 from uh from 3 to 9 5 of 11 from the field. He was a plus 11 15 points off the bench. Uh I think he's starting to shoot the ball like he has his entire career at yes. playing basketball and uh hopefully it looks like he's turned the page a little bit. I one of my favorite players of the game was at the end of maybe the third quarter he was running down the sideline jokic was guarding him down the sideline it's like you just expected reggie to kind of just like pull up launches three and he got all the way to the basket and scored. He did it a few a few times against OKC. That's the type of stuff like we've talked about with Dorian, if it you know these three and D guys, if they can like pump fake, you you hit the three so much, you're a shooter, you get the guys coming out on you and be able to pump fake and get to the basket and actually you know convert for you know some points at the basket. That's key for them, And I think Reggie's been doing that in the past few games, too.
0: Yeah, so Reggie Bullock, two minutes and thirty three seconds left in this game. He hit two threes in a row that were just massive and basically sealed the game for the Mavs. The Mavs were up by ten points coming into that, and uh, it was like, okay, well, this you know the Nuggets could still come back in this one. And then when Bullock hit those two threes, like, oh, this is over. Just put the, and then Brunson hit a three after that, and I was just like, nail in the coffin. That 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 ended the game right there. Uh, but yeah, Reggie Bullock hitting those four threes, you're starting to see, he's, he's starting to feel more comfortable with his shot. He's taking shots that are a little bit more contested, which is something I don't think we saw a lot the, the last couple of weeks before he was out, where he was getting a little more timid. He's like, okay, I'm only going to take these wide, wide open threes, and I'm not going to take these, you know, a little bit more contested threes, but he was starting to feel it in this game, and he took a couple where it wasn't just super wide open. There was maybe a hand in his face, and so... That is a massive, massive deal for the Mavericks for him to start hitting threes because uh they need him. They need him to hit those threes because his defense brings a lot to this team, his uh his veteran leadership, and then if he can hit the three, it's it, it's massive. Now his his pull up long range too is <laughs> is not there. I feel like all of those <laughs> miss. But um with the three starts going down, this is huge for the Mavs.
1: Yeah, so you know, let's just continue with the bench here, you know, especially with the wings and backcourt. You know, I text you at the begin, beginning of the game. I was like, well, I guess Frank is not playing in this game. And it's just interesting. We've been we ask all these questions, you know, when the hardship Mavs were there playing. And, you know, whenever these guys come back, what's the rotation going to look like? Yep. You know, we watched Frank start, you know, these games, you know, alongside Brunson and going from starter to now DNPCD for him, you know, Josh Green played 16 minutes against this game, but Sterling Brown played 10, you know, 10, you know, Tim's getting the minutes. Reggie's getting the minutes. Josh is, you know, earning some of those minutes and stuff too. So I, I'm still watching this bench unit of what is, how it's going to shake out over the coming weeks.
0: Yeah. It's, it's strange to see Frank go from a starter to just, you know, a DMP CD. He did have that thigh contusion that held him out a little while ago. And so maybe something lingering from that, that they just didn't want to push him too hard with, but but yeah, it, the 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 honest truth of it is, Tim Hardaway comes back, Bullock comes back, then all of a sudden, all those wings get pushed down, right? So Sterling plays. I mean, you could even
1: add when KP comes back. I mean, yeah. Maxi's probably going to the bench, and well, Let's, let's throw
0: Maxie in there because he started at the four, right? So Maxi, yeah. Maxi comes back. Tim Hardaway comes back, Bullock comes back. All those forwards or wings or whatever you want to call them push everybody else down the depth chart. And so that pushes Frank, apparently, all, all the way down to the to the very bottom. Because Josh because the reason why, I think, is because Josh Green earned the trust of Jason Kidd. I think I think Kidd may see a little bit of himself in the passing of Josh Green because it 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 really bring I was just thinking about him watching a couple of the games over the weekend. He brings like an oil to this offense, right? Josh Green does. Because he just he has the ball and he just gets rid of it. He has the ball and he gets rid of it. He just moves the ball around so quick and he makes good decisions. He finds an open guy. He, he cuts. finds he finds a guy he cuts like he he jumps on on defense super high and he disrupts guys like Josh Green does things that that help this team. And I think he's earning the trust of, of Jason Kidd, which is huge. And so I think he puts Josh he put Josh Green in the game more than he put Frank in this game, and that was the decision. That's the decision I think it came down to for Jason Kidd.
1: Yeah, I mean, what was the conversation we had at the beginning of the season? Like when Frank was playing these minutes, and we're like, man, how does Josh Green feel? Now it's kind of like flipped in, in in a way.
0: All right, coming up, let's get into one comment Jason Kidd made after the game that I found fascinating about his approach his mentality and what he's trying to teach these players, teach the Mavericks about weathering a storm because are the Mavericks in a storm right now? Jason Kidd doesn't think so. We'll talk about that coming up. All right, Isaac Harris, thanks for making lockdown maps your first listen every single day. Now make your next listen locked on. Now the lockdown Now podcast and lockdown now on YouTube has a nightly recap of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. Listen to Locked On Now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or watch it on the Locked On NBA YouTube channel. All right. Jason Kidd had a couple of comments after the game. One of them was about my question earlier, the isolation versus the ball movement style that the Mavericks are trying to marry right now because you you can't just do exclusively one of them if you're the Mavs, right? You can't exclusively just do Luka isolating and, and Brunson isolating and whoever else because eventually it wears down Luka, eventually it wears down Brunson. You, just, you can't get away with that and for an entire game or definitely an entire playoff series. The maps have tried. <laughs> the maps have tried to do that. You can't get away with the ball movement stuff because you need Luka to get going. You, Luka is too good in the isolation stuff to not utilize it and to not take advantage of mismatches. But after the game, Jason Kidd was asked about, you know what did you see in this offense? What have you seen the, the Mavericks trying to do? And he said, pace. Pace on the offensive end, and not just walking it up, pushing the ball, and trying to to move it. In, not even just in transition, but in the half court as well. And I thought that that word pace on offense is something that he's been trying to instill in the Mavericks that I did see in this game.
1: Yeah, and getting to the basket. I, mean, I they it feels like they're making a point. Uh, I know there's some numbers out there and, and stuff too that that will show this that Mavericks are getting to the basket, getting to the rim. You know, more of these past you know few games than they have you know previously. So. It's it's huge whenever they can do that because then it opens up the outside. Um, we just got you know Lucas just got it. There was a play tonight when he tried to drive past Jermichael Green, and I haven't seen a more obvious foul on someone trying to stop somebody <laughs> from driving, and it not was not called. Them that. anyway, that's just a random note there.
0: Uh, yeah. So I, I think that the the pace was something that we we definitely saw yeah. in this game. We saw the Mavericks not not just you know walking the ball up, not just um, you know, trying to to slow it down, isolate, find the mismatch. Right? It's 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 not as as slow. It's, so you can try to catch the defense off guard. I think that's something the Mavericks have tried, and they got some pretty good stuff out of it. The other thing that I thought was interesting, our friend Kevin Gray asked a question about Jason Kidd. How? What are you telling this team about weathering a storm right now? You know, what are you? How are you? You know, instilling confidence in this team, even though they're going through this hardship or, or whatever he said. And Jason Kidd said. I don't think there's a storm. I don't think they know there's a storm right now. These guys compete to win. And I found that comment really interesting because it's not that he's oblivious or that these players are oblivious to, okay, well we're missing guys because this Mavericks team is different every night these last couple of weeks, right? Somebody's out. Luca's, Luca comes back. Luca's out for 10 games. Then he comes back in and Porzingis is out the next night. And then Tim Hardaway and, and, you know, Bullock are back and, you know, Burke goes out and just, it seems like there's just cycling through these different guys. You could see it as a state of turmoil and you could take it into your, your psyche. You could take it into your mentality of, all right, well, we should lose this game, you know, or we should go in and feel bad for ourselves because, you know, ah, oh, well, you know, we're down bad and the guys are out and all this. He doesn't say it, he doesn't see it that way. What we're, we're seeing completely positive, like- This is a positive world. We're seeing completely positive world kid in this, saying, there's not a storm. We're not going through hardship right now. We are playing, and he he said our favorite phrase, we're just playing basketball, right? Yeah. Like we're just—you're just a basketball it's player. Basketball
1: we're just, players, out we're there.
0: just playing basketball. Is our favorite kid phrase so far. But he said it's not a storm. They're not looking at it that way. They're looking at all right. Next man up. You guys just come in. You play with who's around you. You play with who's available that night.
1: I I love that. I love that from Kid in the sense of, I think when you bring attention to it, that's where it gets like a little weird. It's like, hey, if you
0: just like
1: us, how many times do we hear teams say? Well, we just got to be who we are. Like, we don't have to worry about what other teams are doing. We just got to be ourselves.
0: You know what it would be like? Okay, so I was out for the last, what, four, five, six podcasts, right? I was visiting yes, family, and I was out. you we were. If every single, like, segment or every single break, you said, you know, I know we're without Nick, but thanks, guys, for listening to us. If you kept we're bringing struggling
1: it, today. Nick's You know, not right, here. yeah. <laughs>
0: if you kept bringing attention to it, then it would just make it seem like a bigger deal. Instead, what you did was awesome and you just you rolled with it and you're like all right this is our show this is still the show and you did a great job with oh. the guests and the guys that you brought in and well, and you. all that and so i think that's what this this mavericks team is trying to do they're trying to be you hosting this show they're trying they're trying to do the best with what Take they got
1: marquis chris
0: and and not even see it as a yeah <laughs> uh, Uh, He compared himself to Marvin Bagley, I think, in in the episode. (laughs) He he didn't want to spend time in Sacramento. (laughs) But to, to not even look at it as a storm, to not even look at it as, all right, we're going through a tough time right now. And just to say, let's just focus on what's in front of us and continue to compete, I thought was really interesting. And it gave us a little glimpse into what kid is trying to say to this team and how he's trying to, you know, get them through this storm, even though he's not even considering it one
1: even though it's not even a storm at all. It's
0: not a storm. It's not a storm. (laughs) This is a Um, positive world. There are no storms.
1: I wanted to bring up something about Jalen Brunson. And Mark Falwell said this on the broadcast because I was literally going to look it up. Um, And luckily he said a stat. Jalen Brunson, sixth in the league in drawing offensive fouls.
0: Oh, he's the like, charge king. He's, he's I know, but I'm like,
1: okay. It's I mean, it feel, I mean, we obviously watch Brunson, you know, every single game. A lot of you, you know, do too. So it feels like I test here. It's like, oh man, Brunson, man, he draws charges all the time. But you know, you're obviously not watching every single game of every other team too. So to hear that, I'm like, okay, well, my eyes are not deceiving me. And I sent out a tweet during the game, and I'm like, I believe it. He went to the school of Devin Harris. He Ooh. learned he learned this from Devin Harris of yeah, how did. to how to draw charge. And Berea. He oh yeah. And, and JJ too. Like he he's great at it. His his selling, I think he's mastered selling because it's not like they're not like obvious flops, but there's they're a sell job too, some of them. And I'm like, you're so good at this.
0: You know what there is? There's a rhythm to it, right? Like there's a little rhythm to to drawing a charge because it has to be, you know, uh, it has to be like fall right it can't be like fall like at the same time it has to be fall and there has to be like a little a little beat in the middle there and i think brunson has kind of got that down where you know it 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 plays off like okay it was it was definitely a foul and he got that one early at the first play of the game i think was on was on austin rivers and then a couple more in this game i think he had another one against barton like he just continues to get these um brunson brunson i thought struggled in this game since we're talking about Brunson with the length of Aaron Gordon, Will Barton and Jokic, that whole amalgam of, all right, we're going to get switches and we're going to, you know, screen and roll and all that kind of stuff. I think anytime he was matched up against any of those guys, he struggled with the length and he always struggles with length. It's just one of the reasons why he was not great in that Clipper series. And so he went four 14 in this game, but he found other ways to contribute in, in this game. But I thought he struggled with that length a lot again. That's the, that's the calling
1: card for Brunson. That's the thing you have to, you know, Brunson can finish out the season playing amazing. But if they get into a matchup, if they're playing the Suns in the playoffs, yep. and they say, you know what? Instead of Mikhail Garden Luca, we're gonna put Mikhail Bridges on Jalen Brunson. And then we're like, holy crap. And just take can, him out. Yeah. Can he do this against length? That's the biggest question. I do want to point out my favorite play of the game was the Marquis Chris block on Incredible. shout out to
0: Bowl in his really small shorts. <laughs> Incredible block though.
1: I I thought that was an amazing play. I got super hyped uh, whenever that happened.
0: And we we talked about how Josh Green is earning the trust of Jason Kidd. How about Marquise Chris? He's ten. Yeah. Day, he's on his second ten day right now. And it's not Theo Pinson's that's getting the extra time. It's Marquise Chris. And maybe it's just because of position and because he's you know big. But he played sixteen minutes in this game tonight, which is the same, just about the same amount as Josh Green. It's more than Sterling Brown, and um, you know about the same as Dorian Finney Smith. But he got in foul trouble.
1: Are you but, are you ready for the, the fan dialogue when KP comes back and the whole we're roster gonna
0: have a dialogue
1: <laughs> when the whole roster is back playing and KP when KP comes back he's basically probably gonna take Marquis Chris's minutes and then it's Dwight playing over Marquis Chris. I, I think there's gonna be a portion of the fan base that's gonna be pretty upset.
0: Yeah, we'll see. I, I'm not I'm not sure I'm even there where I'm like, Oh, he's definitely better than Dwight. Hmm. Are you?
1: All right. I think it's time to look forward We disagree on this.
0: I think it's time to look forward I think to um Dw- Dwight had another good game in this one. He hit a three, he hit four free throws, two of them were really big late in the game. Um he he does stuff. Like he's a he's a good NBA player. He's just not a starting center. This is the thing we've said with Dwight a million yeah. times over, but you know, I, I'm not sure Marquise Chris fills in is that starting center either. So is he that much better than Dwight Powell? I'm not. Sure. I'm not.
1: I'm well, one, I don't even think either one of them should be starting. I'd start Maxie and KP. I'm right. just saying if Maxie and KP started. If I had to pick one to come off the bench
0: to come off the bench
1: for 15 minutes, I, I think I know that choice right now, but
0: interesting tomorrow well, uh, not Dirk- played them together. So maybe <laughs> maybe he'll choose all of the above tomorrow. Dirk Nowitzki press
1: conference uh at the american Airlines center you can watch that on mavs.com they're going to be streaming yep. that um we'll have coverage at 1,
0: 1 p.m by the way
1: 1 p.m uh, central time um yeah we'll obviously talk about it on you know tomorrow's lockdown mavs we'll talk about quotes fun you know parts of that and everything and then obviously huge night huge night in franchise history uh on wednesday night against the warriors we'll talk a lot about that on tomorrow's pod as we see.
0: They're retiring Dirk's jersey if, if you didn't know.
1: <laughs> well, yes.
0: <laughs> we didn't say it yet. I just don't maybe somebody doesn't know.
1: Honestly, doesn't matter if they win or lose. We just care about Dirk. Uh, <laughs> no. I mean, it would be super nice if they uh they they beat the Warriors that night, but we'll talk more about that game tomorrow. Just a reminder though.
0: Shout out to Klay Thompson for delaying his return until after Dirk's retirement. Just just taking one for the team. Like, yeah. Shut it down! There you
1: go. I was like, outro music? Let's go! Thank you. Hey, hey. Intern. No.
0: <laughs> the intern hit the button too early. Intern. There you go. Guys, thanks that. so much for listening to Lockdown Map. Making us your first listen every single day. Now go listen to Lockdown Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs, hosted by your boy Q. With analysis and insight from Lee Sterling, it's free and available on all platforms. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Map. Peace out.